ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. How's it going, people? Hope you're all doing well, wherever you are in the world. And this one, a day on the podcast, is a really interesting one. It's a... It's a really special podcast in my opinion. It's a conversation between me and my girlfriend Laura. As you know in the past Laura has been on the podcast a few times. We've had some great conversations. We haven't done one of these done of these for one of these for a while. So me and Laura got together and we wanted to speak about our own personal relationships, relationship in in regards to some of the big experiences we have been having in our life. Mine and Laura's relationship is certainly a twin flame relationship and um We wanted to speak around our experiences through this. If you don't know what a twin flame relationship is, it basically is an intense soul connection on very basic terms. Sometimes it's called a mirror soul. But it's basically based on the sort of the esoteric idea that sometimes one soul gets split into two bodies. Um, One of of the main characteristics of a twin, twin flame relationship is that both, both is challenging and it's also healing at the same time. Me and Laura have experienced this, so we thought that we're still going through this now. So we thought it was very interesting to bring this forward today to let you guys have a little peek sort of behind the veal sort of see in our relationship. And hopefully it will help you on your own healing journey and on your spiritual awakening too. If you can, as always, check out the one-off donation option and the Patreon page. Really helps me and provides me a platform so I can keep turning up every single week and um, help me putting these conversations out. If you can, also check out the one-on-one, one-on-one personal coaching I'm now offering. If this is something that interests you, I can now offer my services and help you guys out. I, I now have um, quite a few guys have now took that option up, and it's really beautiful to actually um, sort of meet you guys sort of one-on-one. I know it's online, but sort of meet you one-on-one online and help you with some of the things that you're working on. There's some really beautiful people out there and I want to try and help as many people as I can. So if that interests you, check out the coaching. Anyway, enjoy this podcast anyway. It's a really, it's a banger. Peace out. Today, me and Laura wanted to get together and speak about the twin flame connection. There's many different videos out there online, people talking about the twin flame connection and how um, and giving their perspective and also giving their sort of their guide to how you can find your twin flame in your life. But this video is not like that. This is a video where we really want to sort of really break it down from our own experience and how 
in our own relationship, we've sort of been um, moving through that process because it really is a, a lot of interesting stuff that comes up. Me and Laura also both have um, different opinions on, on slightly different things as we, we are in a relationship, but we're also through that journey, we're experiencing through our own consciousness. So we have different opinions. So this could also could be the first twin flame breakup. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so there's a there's a there's an ancient theory that says that when once when a soul comes into this planet, there is a very rare occasion where that that sort of that soul can split off and enter into two physical bodies. So I have a different theory on that, and Laura has her theory. So my um, well, I'll let you speak your theory on that. Well, the way you described it there kind of sounds similar to my theory, but um, my theory is basically that say that the quantum field is just made up of tiny little atoms like thousands and thousands of atoms and you can liken that to droplets in an ocean and what i think a twin flame relationship is is two people that come from the same stream or two people that come from the same river like kind of recognizing each other and moving forward from that whereas how dan sees it he sees it as like a soul jumping into this earth and coming in as to like splitting itself into two and for me, that feels like the soul has to be a, a like a, a clump, a separate self to do that. And I kind of that doesn't really resonate for me. But so I'll extend, it yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's, it's interesting. And to just add a bit further on, on what what I believe about it, I I definitely can um, understand Laura's perspective how she says that, you know, um, it doesn't really resonate that that sort of the sense of that that consciousness splits off. Um, but from my perspective, what I feel is that, you know, the the they could be sort of a um a generalized overarching consciousness that we are all connected to but however for consciousness to actually evolve itself and learn consciousness can't experience life through through um through conscious can't experience every single experience through just living through one body so i feel like what consciousness may do is it actually when it enters this realm in the physical realm it actually split it could actually be potential where it splits off and this is what i feel through our relationship where it splits off into um into two bodies so that consciousness can um evolve quicker and i know in in generalization in life now consciousness could be doing that now with living out multiple different lives you listen at this now watching living your out your human experience but with a twin flame relationship what i feel like it does is that and um, through my experience through it and the reason why i feel like it's 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 more direct in terms of consciousness is because there is things that that I would never learn if I wasn't um, if I wasn't meeting my other half of my soul in this relationship now. So, for example, say if I was just having a normal relationship with somebody else, which I have in the past, certain elements in me weren't mirrored and they weren't, um, you know, they weren't sort of um, brought to me in the way that this is being brought to us. Yeah. So I kind of feel like consciousness in some cases does this in a way so that certain expressions of consciousness can learn and evolve their consciousness much fa faster so they can experience experience multiple different expressions at one time in a reality yeah that makes sense yeah so that's what that's what i feel anyway because um and i also wanted to add as well um within the twin flame relationship um when you hear this term sort of uh, put about i kind of feel like a long time ago on my journey i would have been very skeptical about this i don't know if would you have been skeptical yeah i it you know i didn't really believe in twin flames because i've seen it a lot in spiritual circles where like 
people would get into really toxic and abusive relationships and they'd be like oh it's my twin flame it's meant to be traumatic it's meant to be intense it's meant to be like the runner chaser dynamic and it for me it just seemed like people whose shadow aspects were loving each like loving each other's other shadow aspects and it seemed like people were just attracting toxic relationships and putting this spiritual all-encompassing term on it so that's why i didn't really resonate with it until i met dan Mm -hmm. do you kind of feel like sometimes people do that to um as a way to justify maybe a toxic relationship and things like that. Could you use that word to, to justify maybe things that's happened in that relationship? I think with toxic relationships and when uh, people's shadow aspects really like each other, it, it feels like there's an intense pull and an intense attraction. So I feel like that's why people put this spiritual term on it because it feels so like, it feels like it's meant to be. Obviously because of the the, the subconscious pull that each person has, but obviously it's... It's a relationship that doesn't really serve each other's highest purpose. I think something else I wanted to mention as well, I think as well when it comes to a sort of a twin flame relationship, I feel like um, a lot of the time people think that um, it's going to be all bliss. And through the experience that we've had, it's, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a lot more intense than you could probably ever imagine unless you're in there, you know? Yeah, I found that out quickly, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> um it's a lot of work it's a lot of your deepest traumas being uncovered and shown right in front of your face cons like constantly pretty much so the work is pretty much non-stop and that's what how it's turbulent it's not turbulent in the sense of it being toxic it's turbulent in the sense of it, we're triggering each other's aspects that, like that we're triggering each other's core wounds that have been you know that have been hurt since childhood that's the thing as well. Um, what I noticed very fast is that the work, like the work, never goes away. So the, throughout, through obviously, um, through through me and you, and in general, anyway, being highly evolved people, um, the work generally doesn't go away anyway because we're always sort of on it. We're always aware of tendencies of things that are out of balance. But with this, it's sort of it's like constantly, you know, looking in a mirror and seeing um, certain aspects of of yourself that are out of balance. Yeah, it's wild in it, and it really, it really does trigger it. I think as well, um, some something that's interesting with it as well is that I think it's interesting how what I've noticed is that we have we have very different traits, but they sort of complement each other. Yeah. So a part of the twin flame theory is that one's a very outward masculine force, and one's a very inward feminine force. And we've been discovering that recently, haven't we? Because my thoughts tend to go back to the past quite a lot pretty much because like constantly and I'm like trying to derive like every little bit of meaning from my experiences in the past whereas Dan he's like so focused on the future he's always got his to-do list he's always thinking about what's his next thing he's going to do and his next project so like we're trying to find like a balance between like you know staying present but also like honoring the past and also looking towards the future I think as well in general like sort of our normal sort of daily traits as well are very are very sort of different you know whereas my energy is a bit more sort of like you said more outward facing where your energy is sort of more um relaxing yeah. <laughs> that could it. be the the earth and the water in my chart and you've got quite a lot of Aries yeah. and fire in your chart so the, that explains that dynamic but I think I think it's good because what we've understood about twin flame relationship as well is that you have you know you have different um different complementary traits but them different complementary traits do sort of um do filter into one 
overall vision you know like we still yeah. have me and you we still have you know even though we have different traits we still have that overall arching sort of vision that we that we want to lead to in our lives you know what we want to work towards yeah that was a, a big thing for me it's like you're the first person i've ever met that has the same vision of where i want, like where we want our lives to go yeah and we see the world very similarly but it's not even it's not even like it's not even five percent out it's not one percent out it's like your mind on the on the overall vision is is my mind on the overall vision yeah which is wild. It's sort of like, you know, I know people use this example quite a lot, but it's like the sort of the yin and yang, you know, the yin and yang comes together in life, like the feminine, the true feminine, the true divine feminine, the true uh, divine masculine. And that creates together the yin and yang symbol as a true synthesis. But the, but the real deeper understanding of yin and yang, it's not the t that the yin and yang are the exact same thing. It's that they have complementing en energies of dark and light that actually come together and create the whole. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what I, that's what I learned as well. But, Another one was um, the speeding up of evolution, our, our evolution as well. So me and Laura, prior to this podcast, um, um, do sorry, prior to the podcast, prior to this relationship, is we we were already doing a lot of work and we were going on our own individual spiritual awakenings. But what I've learned very fast is that we've now started to, the work has started to speed up and the evolution of us as people has started to move even faster and faster. Have you, have you felt that? I felt that definitely. I think, I think what's happening on the planet at the moment, as we are in the age of Aquarius now, it's like a lot of of these sort of strong twin flame relationships or strong soul relationships, whatever label you want to put on it, are coming together, and we're using our skills that we've accumulated over millions and millions of lifetimes, and we're using that to kind of accelerate this awakening process that's happening. So I think, yeah, I think. We do complement each other very yeah, well. Definitely. And um synchronicities I think is a good one to touch on as well because you know the whole like sort of for other people to watch out in their in their life, how they can sort of come to terms with this. But um I mean you're probably best at describing the, I mean I'll describe the story from my side, then you can describe it from your side. Um but when we first met, there was a lot of synchronicities around that and a lot of sort of energies and weird occurrences that were going on in the universe before we even sort of you know we before we met and we came together so f for me what happened i'll just describe my side and you can describe yours and um, what happened was is prior to the relationship is um you know i was at the i was away at the lake district by myself and i was also to add to that as well and um, not to go too far into it but i was also at a at one of my favorite places on in um, on the planet that i love to go to and for me, that place holds a lot of sort of significant value. I've had a lot of big experiences there. <clears throat> and as I was sort of um, sitting out, looking out towards the, the, the lake, um, which is interesting as well, I was actually also in my mind, I was yearning for this sort of relationship as well in my mind. And as I was doing that, um, I was ex I did a post on Instagram and I was explaining how I had a, synchronistic, a very synchronistic event about this book that uh, randomly turned up in my life and also on that page it had a sort of a an x marks a spot and you messaged us randomly messages in the dms on instagram um saying oh the synchronicities and soon as obviously that message came through there was a feeling like um there was a, a deep feeling inside me that this isn't important and that this needs to be paid attention to that this message that's coming through maybe you can give your perspective on on that as well yeah, so um, I hadn't really followed your stuff on Instagram. I'd literally just followed you like the day I messaged you because I recognised you off the podcast. Um, 
And I just I clicked on your story and I just seen, obviously, the image that you put and I would just give a passing message. Like, I didn't think twice about it. Like, you know, I, I normally do that when I see something cool on Instagram. I just give it like a little passing message. But it wasn't until like, one, as soon as I sent that message, I got like this weird feeling, like this intense feeling that I was like, I know we're going to meet. I know we're going to meet up. And it was literally like the third message. You were like, oh, let's meet up. It's cool to meet like-minded people. <laughs> so yeah. Um, trying, to, trying to play it cool. <laughs> trying to play it down. Yeah. So um, it was literally uh, like in that feeling never left. And it was, I think it was this, the night we first like, or maybe this, the night after, um, I was doing a meditation in bed, um, a Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation. And my heart's quite closed off normally. Um, I'm working on opening up my heart. And during this meditation, it was like my heart was so wide open that it was almost painful. And I was like thinking about Dan and all the things we're going to do together. And the voice in my head was like, this is the guy you're going to marry. And as soon as I said that, I was like, right, get out. Like, I was like, get out your heart, Laura, get in your head. Like, you don't even know the guy. You've only been messaging him for a day on Instagram. It's like, you, I just like, I didn't know anything about him really. I didn't know if he was in a relationship. It was just like, just this wave of emotion was coming through us. And I was just like, okay, this is something to pay attention to. I think as well, um, I know you mentioned this a while ago, but you know, the, the feeling of safety. I think that's an interesting one because when when it comes to any form of deep work and any form of, you're working through any form of healing in your life, the most biggest component in that is is you need to find, you need to feel safe. And, um, you know, this goes for, for, for the, ma- you know, for, for the, from the masculine perspective, I think the masculine energy can find safety a lot easier than the feminine energy, in my opinion. But however, it's the, the masculine energy still requires a feeling of safety in any situation in life. And that was definitely evoked through when me and Laura we were meeting and we were doing intense work together, is that I felt very safe. But I know from your perspective, you, you also had that same feeling as well. Yeah, it was like a, it was a very clean energy. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, you know, this might not sound normal to you, but the second time we met, we literally spent four days together <laughs> in there. And that, that like the first night we're at the Lake District, like I had a had a dream where me and Dan were like one soul at, at the Lake District and there was like a, a higher female goddess energy that was kind of overseeing us. And it just like it feels like we're we move in synchronicity, like we, we are the same essence that's kind of going about our day going about our business no, definitely. kind of thing. I think it's interesting you said that because you know the the dream aspect as well, that's um a really interesting one because bef- the first night that we um we we spent the night together, what happened was was I actually if you remember this I had a I had a dream about something that Laura um previously had been working on in her life, and um you know and then obviously we spoke about it afterwards and it was it was um what's the word I'm looking for it was sort of spot on yeah it was spot on it was re- reconciled sort of thing you know we we you agreed that's what it was so it's kind of like your your dreams in a way will start you know they'll start syncing up and they'll start matching and they'll start sort of showing you um certain aspects of, of each other which another one another wild one which um i wanted to touch on as well is is i mean this might seem very uh, out there for a lot of people and we've done podcasts in the past and we spoke about this but we've also experienced um we, we've experienced past lives so for example i had an experience where we were I mean, Laura altered our consciousness and we were doing an eye gaze and practice. And um, if you do find your twin flame, I would definitely recommend doing eye gaze and practices because um, 
you will it's it's sort of like you know you get to see into the window of someone else of your own soul in a way but other people of the other other souls um window as well which is wild <laughs> um, and we had this ex- I had this experience where i had um i was i gazed with laura and i actually seen her as a um a blue alien on another planet and also seen myself and we sort of which the wild thing about this is that we had um we had sort of hunter gatherer packs on as well so like laura had a little satchel on which said much said to me she was a hunter gatherer she also had like sort of big pointy pointy ears as well um and she had the the same eyes and uh, so it was kind of kind of felt like we were sort of um in the past we'd sort of lived out some of of a life where we were um, sort of like blue like avatar creatures which is wild it's insane they say that um our eyes transfer through lifetimes, like the eyes are the seat of the soul. So it makes sense that I would have the same eyes. Yeah, definitely. And and also as well, the reptilian one was wild, wasn't it? Rept- we had an experience where we were eye gazing and we actually seen um, the reptilian, um, well, seen a reptilian as each other, which was, which was wild. Yeah, we didn't like... When that was happening, we didn't even say it at the time. Like we had, <laughs> like we were seeing each other as reptilians, but we just kept quiet. We're just like, all right, this is happening. <laughs> and it wasn't until after like the experience had ended where I was like, I saw you as a reptilian, and you were like, I saw you as a reptilian. So yeah, and I think as well, just to not not to go too deep in deep into this, um, but I feel like one of the aspects in regards to our relationship, which that was playing out, is that we were seeing the reptilian sort of energy within us, the reptilian nature, because um. In in life, right? In in on, especially on the planet now, um, there's a there's a there's a collective emergence of sexual energy and how that's been how that's manifested on the planet over the last few years and um, throughout the whole human experience, and individually right now, a lot of people now are working through a lot of stuff when it comes to sort of sexual energy and and putting that more in balance instead of just being in, in the sort of the the root chakra, which we're starting starting to bring these things to light and bring balance to them. And in our own individual relationship, you know, that's why I feel like it was shown us the reptilian nature. It was shown us like visually we seen each other as a reptilian because it was trying to um, show us um, through our experience that to, to, to bring this into balance so that we can, you know, our relationship can go to that next level. Yeah, I think seeing each other as reptilians kind of helped us to be non-judgmental towards them aspects of ourselves. Yeah, definitely. To like to see it as part of ourselves, really. Yeah. I think as well, um, what I what I found as well is I know we touched on this before, but as you know, sort of, so when when we weren't when I wasn't in in this relationship with you, it's sort of like it's a it was a lot easier. Say if you've got sort of um, unresolved issues in your life or things that you're working on, it's a lot easier to sort of to to move away from that or, or hide away from these things that you wanna that you wanna work on. And with the twin flame relationship, you you can't you can't do that because they're always constantly coming back, um more rapid and f- faster every single time it's sort of like the more that you actually try and push them away the more that they actually just co- end up coming to the surface anyway yeah there's literally no bypassing in this relationship and i'm learning that like it, it is very triggering at times but it's like if you want to make this relationship work or the relationship you're in you have to communicate obsessively and get to like the core like the core reason of why you're having a disagreement and find a synthesis with that like there's no other option really yeah definitely there's no other option like in other relationships like you were saying there is like you kind of just you kind of pull away and that's when the relationship starts to break down but Mm -hmm. with this it feels like there's no option there's no there isn't an option and just to add as well another interesting thing that that i've noticed very fast um so 
when we we first met you know that we, we described before about how you have this sort of this it's it's sort of the only way i can describe it's like an energetic pull to want to be with that person all the time and i and, and I, as i was um say for example me and laura weren't together for a day <laughs> or even a couple of hours or, or 30 40 minutes the the intensity of the pull to be back with that person is so intense that you can't even function like you, you just can't function by yourself it's like mm. you can't and it's not like um you know it, people might just say that that is um is is what happens when you fought first fall in love and you have these emotions but this was not not like that this was like this was like something beyond it, you can't even use language to describe it but it, it was something that was just an intense pull to you need to be with that person it's like um I know the you know the esoteric teaching of of a twin flame relationship talks about how that when you your them two energies do meet it's the sort of like I said before the yin and yang sort of becomes a whole so imagine having a yin and yang symbol and um maybe them two yin and yang symbol that yin and yang symbol being a magnet and trying to pull that magnet apart you know the the magnets aren't going to want to be pulled apart once they find that synthesis and come back together yeah I think that's beautifully put and I think from the like from the outside, it looks a bit weird to other people. It's like, you know, when we first met, we spent like seven hours just walking around, mm-hmm. just walking and talking. And the next time we met, we spent, you know, four straight days together. And then pretty much we've spent like every, well, single every, day. every day together um, for the whole time we've been together, basically. Mm-hmm. And from the outside, I can feel that feel people being like is that weird yeah. like i can feel it is this like is this an abusive dynamic going on? Like, <laughs> is he controlling that kind of thing but it's wait, like... wait this wait this microphone goes off <laughs> <laughs> i'll not show my bruises but, uh, yeah hide them up <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i forgot what i was saying but basically it's just like it, it from the outside it looks intense but you know it's it's obviously what we know what we're experiencing. Yeah, of course. And I feel like some people around us do get it a bit, mm-hmm. but you know, I think you have to be in it to really, to really appreciate what it's like. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really good point. And you, ha- you do have to be in it to understand it. You know, I think that goes for all life. You have to be in it to really, to really sort of get the true feeling of, 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 of the experience. You know. Yeah. Should we leave it there? Yeah. Let's do it. Peace out. Peace. <laughs> Thanks so much for checking out that cool podcast there between me and Laura. Really enjoyed doing that one. I really think there was some very big, um, big experiences that we talked about on that one. If you want to hear a part two, reach out to me and let me know if you if you want to hear part two. Anyway, if you can, guys, check out the one-off donation option or the Patreon page. It really is two two good ways to support a conscious movement, which is this podcast. I'm also now offering some one-on-one coaching if this is something that interests you. And there, on my website, there is a, a coaching form that you can fill out and we'll see that if we are a good fit to work together. Anyway, just to play this song, a podcast out as I always do, this is a song by an artist called Kid Cudi. The song is called Frequency and it's one of mine and Laura's favourite songs so we thought that we would share it with you. Anyway, wherever you are in the world, keep seeking as always. I'll catch you in a few days' time. Peace out.
girls, couple stories in a couple shrooms, huh? Couple girls, couple stories in a couple shrooms, huh? Couple clubs and I'm in the zone, ready to the party home. Ticket in the groove, wet sex, passionate in the dark tomb, in the dark tomb. Get it dry on the side and hold tight, never let it loose. Wet it up. Couple girls, couple stories in a couple shrooms. Couple girls, couple stories in a couple shrooms. Couple girls, couple girls, make a nigga feel less alone. Trust them, my riders, easy, my frequency. Oh, curiosity is the key to my frequency. Explore what you find. Now here, Yeah.